praise singers began to lead us into in the spirit of worship and the spirit of adoration toward God began to fill this place in a tremendous way. My mind could not help but think back and reflect to the words of Jesus when he began to remind all of them that heard him preach, not merely disciples that had followed him and seen him work miracles, but Sadducees and Pharisees who simply refused to believe who he was. And he began to reach out to all of them and remind them that the kingdom of God has come unto you. It was not merely a kingdom that came in word, but he reminded them it was a kingdom that came in power. Praise God. Blinded eyes are open. Deaf and ears are unstopped. Deaf hearing again, the, the, the mute can speak again. I just feel that there is a witness of the Holy Ghost among us today that surely the kingdom of the Lord is drawn near unto us. Somebody say amen. The kingdom of God doesn't want to just come and merely visit. He wants to be an abiding presence. Somebody say amen. And that's why he comes and fills us with the Holy Ghost that the kingdom of God is now within you. And I don't know about you, but if you need the Holy Ghost, you're in the right place. I believe that with all of my heart. What God needs is somebody that is hungry enough to respond. That regardless of who's sitting beside you, regardless of perhaps what you've got to do later on today, that you're taking this time, this moment, to respond to the presence of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Luke 17. It's an honor to be with you. My wife and my family send their greetings. They are praying for this service as they always do. And uh, <clears throat> my wife sends her love to Sister Buford and uh, said to tell everyone hello. And I know that she wishes she could be with us. As, <clears throat> as it stands right now, my precious wife is having to work. <clears throat> so we try not to be too long from home, but we get back. Hallelujah. So we can, so we can see each other. I'll just be quite honest with you. I like getting sugar, praise God. Is that all right? Can I be real with you? Hallelujah. Luke 17. Let's look now at verse 11. Luke 17. Brother Farino, God bless you, my brother. I am honored today to see you again. Been a while. I believe it was a Mississippi camp meeting the last time I was blessed to see you. It's so good to see you today. Praise God. Praise God. Y'all hungry for the word today? Sometimes you just get so hungry you just don't know what to do with yourself. I've got that kind of hunger today. Praise God. Luke 17, verse 11. And it came to pass. Everybody say it came to pass. Trouble doesn't come to stay. It comes to pass. Your situation doesn't come to block your progress. It is a door of opportunity came to pass as he went to Jerusalem. This is speaking of Jesus. Everybody say, as he went. That he, everybody say, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, 
have mercy on us. And when he saw them, I believe the Lord came to see how we're going to respond today. He said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass, everybody read it with me, as they went, they were cleansed. I believe something can happen when we get in motion with what God wants to do. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down upon his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Are there not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger? And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Arise, go thy way. Just stay in the motion that you started. Thy faith hath made thee whole. My subject this morning for a while, the motions of the miraculous. The motions of the miraculous. Anybody need a miracle today? The motions of the miraculous. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Father, we thank you for the anointed word of God. We're leaning upon your strength, and we pray that you would, Lord, let the Holy Ghost quicken us, not only to preach, but God help us, Lord, to hear and to respond in faith. I pray today let the blessings of God rest upon this pastor, my brother, his family, this church, the leadership in this assembly. I pray today that you would undergird us with the everlasting arms and help us right now to respond to your abiding presence that is here to work the miraculous and to respond again to us for, Lord, our hunger today. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord. Let's love him. Hallelujah. Come on, we can do it a little longer right now. Let's give him glory. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Hallelujah. If you came to respond to the word today, clap your hands. Come on, if you came to respond to the Holy Ghost that you feel in this place today, come on, let's shout to the Lord and thank him. God bless you. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Thank you for standing so long. Webster's Dictionary defines the term motion as the act or the process of changing place. It is the passing of one body from one place unto another. As opposed to rest or repose, it is the resulting power of movement or motion. It is the single act of movement. It can be as simple as a thought or an internal impulse that culminates in a physical or outward motion of fulfillment. And how awesome that possibility becomes to every one of us who are in this building today. 
that when you and I consider that by such simplistic means the very course of history has been changed because of what was a timely motion of one particular individual's thoughts, the timely response to his inner impulse took that man or woman from defeat to victory, from failure to success, from emptiness to fulfillment. It was simply because of the timely process of motion. It began something that was rewarded. It was something that took place simply because it led from the process of my thoughts. But I allowed it to take me farther just another step and allow me to move forward in my progress leading me to a better place and a better position. I've come to simply illustrate to you by the word of God that God desires for somebody to simply respond to his presence in this house today. Not merely going through the motions or obligatory worship but there is something that God is looking for in this place today that if we could somehow engage the very passion of our spirit and the hunger of our heart and the thirst of our soul. I believe that God has something better waiting for every one of us who will dare to respond to what God desires in this house. I don't know, but I feel an unction of the spirit that's telling me right now that if we can lift our hands and give him praise like we never had. I believe that God can work a miracle in your family, in your marriage, in your life. All you've got to do is get in the motions of the miraculous today. Come on, let's praise him right now and worship him. It is something that is a spiritual gift that comes to us. It is something that, that simply allowing ourselves in faith to engage in, that God says, that is faith that I can see. That is something that causes me to respond back. It is here that we find the story of a man with a withered hand in Matthew 12 that the Bible said that when Jesus was departed thence, that he went into their synagogue. It was not the first time that Jesus had come to the synagogue here to worship. It was not the first time that he had come and seen those that had come to worship together as a people. But here Jesus again returns to a place out of example to show them how important 
worship really is. But it's more than just the motions. It's more than cocking in and cocking out. Amen. It's more than coming and clapping our hands at the first note of the keyboard and lifting our hands at the benediction. But there is something more that worship involves. And Jesus wanted them to understand that there's more than just going through the motions. But if you can somehow respond to something deeper in the spirit, God said, I've got something greater. And in spite of the skeptics and those that are critical, I can show you that they cannot hinder me from doing what I can do best for you. If you can just get in the motions of the miraculous and allow me to have my way. Stay with me today. I have somewhat to say because I felt so directed last night and this morning in prayer and in study. The Lord began to quicken my spirit. So many times some have come to the house of God. You have lingered near in the altars and come so close to the breakthrough that they sang about today. And somehow you left empty handed. You went home discouraged in your spirit. You said, when's it ever going to happen, God? When is it ever going to take place? Because I feel like I got a word. I feel like I had a witness of your spirit. Why hasn't it happened yet? And the Lord's simply reminding you that sometimes you've got to go beyond just standing there in the chair and clapping your hands and just going through the motions. But God said, I'm looking for something greater than obligatory motion and passion worship. I'm looking for something that's going to take you beyond your sickness to your healing. Amen. And your bondage to the deliverance that I desire to give you. Oh, hallelujah. And the Bible said there was a man that had a withered hand. A man who had come time and again and sat in the synagogue. He too had come to worship. He too had come to shake hands with friends and greet them with a hug upon their neck. And here a man rises in the city of Capernaum just like he has any other Sabbath day. And here a man that rises, plants his feet upon the floor, makes his way to a basin of water. He reaches in with one hand and splashes his face in his eyes. He wipes the sleep from his eyes, reaches over and grabs a towel with one good hand. He begins to dry and pat his face and he goes to the table where his wife has prepared the meal of four the day before. They would sit down they would enjoy their meal in the company of their family and finally the time has come and he rises from the table and goes and reaches to grab a cloak and immediately a wife and her tender hand reaches behind his back, grabs part of the coat and pulls it over his shoulders and there she pats him on the back and there begins to walk with him to the synagogue. It's the same street they've always been on. It's the same door they've always 
always walked through. It's the same city that they've always dwelt in, the same synagogue that they worshiped for years, but something's different. I can't explain it, but there's something in the atmosphere here that we've never felt before. And so they find a place to sit down. And when they do, Jesus steps to the forefront. They recognize him from the visits in time past. He comes and finally it's no longer the protocol of the service. There's no longer going through the, 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 the reaction of just doing the things as they've always been. But he simply dismisses the scribe as he goes to hand Jesus a scroll to read from. He steps to the forefront of the room and instead of going through everything, he simply quotes the word for he was the word incarnate and he begins to question them. Which one of you having a son? Which one of you having a daughter? They've got a need. You got you. They got they got need of bread. You're going to give them a stone. And which one of you have children that need a fish? You're going to give them a serpent. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask Him? And He looks and sees a man in this service, and He says, "Hey, step forward." I wonder today, is there anybody here that you came today willing to do more than what you've always done? Willing to hunger for more than you've ever received? Because there's a voice that calls to you today. And he says, stand forth. And Jesus simply waits for a man who has come with the same problem with the same situation, the same circumstance, and nothing has changed. I imagine he was a good Pentecostal. He probably looked over his shoulder and said, maybe he's talking to you. No, I'm talking to you. And the man rises, and he's trying to hide the emblem of his shame underneath the coat because he didn't want anybody to see the witheredness, the witheredness that's kept him from being his best. The same problem that's kept him from providing for his family in a greater way. Is anybody on board with me today? You understand what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of hang-ups that sometimes we drag to church with us and we carry through our life and the excess baggage of things that God is just simply waiting for somebody to respond and get in the motions of a miracle today if they would simply understand that you don't have to live this way. Can I talk to you today that it's not the will of God for you to continue to have to fight this battle when God said that battle belongs to me. Can I talk to you today? I'm preaching to young men. You're still struggling with things but if you can get up today and respond and make up your mind that I'm not leaving this place until I get in the motions of a miracle. How much then is a man better than a sheep? Stretch forth your hand. It's simple enough. It's not something that's really that hard to do when you get your mind made up to do it. Stretch it forth. But you don't understand, God, it's powerless. My hand is impotent. It's gnarled and twisted and turned. I prayed for a little child one time. And... 
her little foot was crooked and almost club-footed. We began to pray and just simply believing. And, of course, being a child, I just encouraged her parents, it's up to you as her parents to believe, and let's trust God for a miracle. And I've seen the twisted straighten in my hand. I've seen men overseas, crooked limbs, and I've watched simply their passion of worship to go beyond just what they were instructed to do and when they should have done it. Hello, somebody. I, I don't mean, I don't mean to, to throw any stones at anybody today, but I want to assure you today, if you're waiting on your pastor and you're waiting on an evangelist to tell you it's okay to get up and run around the church and worship God, can I talk to you for a minute? If you're waiting for cues and you're looking for prompt cards, it's not going to happen because if that's the way we're going to come to God, if that's the way that we're going to worship, it's nothing more than obligatory. It's nothing more than cold, dead, dry worship but honey if you can ever come to the place where I'm going to love God and you might as well get out of my way because I'm going to praise him with everything that's within me I'm going to do it the way God desires stretch forth your hand and a man who's not been able to do anything lift a book Drink water from a cup. All of a sudden, upon what has been asked of him, he simply puts forth the effort. You got to understand today that the basis of the miraculous is when you give God something to see. It's when you put into motion today faith and you do what everybody told you you couldn't do you can't live for God watch me you're not going to get your healing hide and watch you might as well forget you've gone up 25,000 times in every prayer line from Dan to Beersheba but all of a sudden you can't figure out I, I, I got news for you uh, what's wrong with just giving God another chance to preach. What's wrong with giving God just that one more opportunity? What's wrong with giving God the witherness that you came in here with when God's saying all I need you to do is stretch it out and let me take care of it. Let me just go ahead and pull it out from under that coat. And the Bible said that as he stretched it out, honey, it's when you get the ball rolling that you give God something to, you give God something to work with. Honey, it's when we put faith on display. We step out against the odds and say, I've got to believe that God's going to move. It's the motions of the miraculous. It's allowing God to move. It's putting forth that effort. It's putting forth an act of faith. Let's lift our hands right now. My God. You see, as quickly as you lifted your hands, that's how easy it is to give God what you came in here carrying and every burden that you have struggled with. It's that easy that as quick as you can feel the presence of God, that God can respond to what you've done and God can begin to move the mountains and tear down walls.
Stretch forth your hand. That's all God says to do. And as a man stretches forth the hand that has been gnarled and powerless, all of a sudden it becomes whole. One of the modern day problems of church people today is they have become content to live with circumstances and situations and hang-ups and problems. And they buy into the lie of the adversary that says this is as far as you can go. One of the hardest things for backsliders when they come back to God. And I've had people sit in my office in times past when I was a pastor and and they say, Brother McCool, you just don't understand. It's, it's more difficult, it seems, when you're coming back after knowing so much. And the enemy sits on their shoulder like he sat on many of your shoulders to convince you that it's just going to always be that way. And I'm preaching to a woman right now that you have said in your prayer room, why do I believe any longer? Why do I keep praying like I do? Because it's just not changing. I'm submitting to you today, you need to come one more time. You need to come to this altar afresh and anew. I'm preaching to men in this building today. It's been a long time since you really broke through in the Holy Ghost. And it's been a long time since you have really stepped out and seen God work for you in your life. And all of a sudden now, faith has dwindled and your passion has dried up and you're having a hard time believing that God can turn things In our text, ten lepers taking a stroll on a road that is so familiar. The Bible tells us that it came to pass that as Jesus was going to Jerusalem, going to a place where his passion and his heartbeat lay, that he passes through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and as he enters into a certain village, the Bible said there met him ten men that were lepers. Men who for all general purposes were outcasts. They were not wanted. They did not belong where they were. But they saw the Lord coming. And the law commanded them to cry out unclean. Can you imagine having to live life walking around when you've made a mistake? Crying out to everybody you meet what you did telling everybody what terrible sin you just committed, how you really blew it. I know it's quiet. I know you're listening to me. Can you imagine going through life? Can I just say it without retroaction here? Perhaps a child molester has been convicted, and now he's got to, he's, or she's got to put up a sign in front of their house and tell everybody what they are. But even the law said you are to cry out. It is your obligation 
to cry out unclean, unclean. Let everybody know how bad you really are. But there was something in what they saw. There was something in what they knew was coming toward them. And I'm here to tell you it's what you see in God that changes everything about how you respond to him. Because if you really don't see him as your father, it's a hard time. It's a hard, hard thing to relate. If you don't see him as your healer, I want to submit to you, yes, I agree, it can be very hard to receive your healing and a miracle. If you never see him as a savior that can pull you out of the deepest sin, not only on the sinner's side of Calvary, but on the saint's side of Calvary. If you don't see him as that kind of deliverer, yes, it's hard to break through. But it's in what they saw that changed the way they spoke. It's what you see today that's going to change your reaction, that's going to carry you from just going through the motions to a motion that brings the miraculous in your life. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. It's what I see that changes how I respond. I want the musicians to come quickly. I'm closing right now. I've got more to preach. I've got to stop. What they saw changed how they responded. They got rid of a leper mentality. It converted their speech. And they got in the motions of the miraculous. Their faith caused them to respond. And that response engaged their obedience. The Bible said when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass. You know, God's ready to rewrite some things in this service for some of you. That as they went, and I want to ask you today, what can happen as you leave this service today? What can happen as you come to this altar for a season of prayer this morning? Let's all stand. As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, you know, sometimes the masses do not dictate God's miracle power. But the Bible said one, walking with his friends, perhaps an arm around his buddy, when all of a sudden he looks at him and all of a sudden, all the, the pussy white sores and the, the running of, the, of all of the leprosy and the things that he knew his friend had, all of a sudden, it's gone and it's cleansed and he realizes something has taken place because they stepped out on a word of obedience. Wait a minute here. There's something going on that's beyond us. 
And some of you have enough sensitivity today that when we began to worship God and the presence of God filled this house, you recognized in the Holy Ghost there's something going on here that's a lot different than we've ever experienced or we've not experienced in a long time. And one man turns back on his heel and said, boys, you go ahead. i got to do something here. It's almost the passion that says, I've got to, I got to, I just got to abandon the protocol here. And I've got to go and I've got to, I've got to go talk to this man. I've got to thank him for what he's done. And a man that turns and runs on feet that toes are now gone from and perhaps barely a foot hanging on. A man who's now turned and he's shuffling along the best that he can and finds the Lord and falls at the feet of Jesus. And all that man can do out of all the emotions that he's feeling, he simply lifts up gnarled hands and cries out in thanksgiving. He saw something others did not see. He saw that he was in the motions of a miracle and turns back. And an act and an emotion of worship where pride is abandoned and hurt feelings are now whole and diminished. And Jesus looks at a man who should have been going forward to the priest, turns and says, I gotta have more than what I've ever had. And if I'm gonna get more, I wanna stop a little while and give you some praise. Where are the nine? Where are those that just got what they wanted and left? Where are those that got a little good, feel-good experience, but they never dug deep enough to let me fill them with the Holy Ghost or change the heart and heal their home? But a man looks at him who has spoken words that changed everything and says, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made you whole. I want us to lift our hands right now. Do you want to leave here whole today, sir? Sister, do you want God to reach down in your situation? And speak a word that changes everything. All God needs is your motions that can start the miraculous today. You need the Holy Ghost today. I'll tell you how you get it. You get in the motions of the miracle and you start repenting of your sin and asking God to forgive you. And you lay those things down at an altar of prayer. 
Amen. No matter how bad it's been and no, no matter how bad you're addicted, I want, I want to assure you today, I understand where you are. And I want you to understand that God's still God over drug addiction and alcohol and promiscuity. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand if God can deliver me from those things, amen, and keep me for 33 years, almost 34 years preaching this gospel, I want you to understand God can do it in your life. If God can deliver you from those things, Amen. I want you to know God can keep you and God can turn it around and you can walk out of this place whole because you dare to get in the motions of the miraculous. Come on, I'm going to open these altars right now and I want to give you an opportunity to come forward. I want to give you a time to pray and lay it on an altar. I want you to give God a chance and say, God, I know it doesn't look good, but God, I know you can change it. I know that it's a sad situation, but God, I'm going to come believing and I'm going to come holding on for the miracle today. Don't give up now. Don't leave with questions in your mind, my sister. Come on. He's your God today. If he was the God of the leper and he was the God of the infirm, if he was the God of the paralytic, he's your God. I said he's your God and he's still your miracle worker. Come on, reach out to the Lord today. Come on, be encouraged today. Come on, we've got an opportunity. We're going to believe God with you.